Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Engine Builder Show. I hope everyone had a great weekend and was able to recharge. Um, for our 11th episode, we, Gabe will be discussing how to qualify a prospect during your first sale conversation. But before we dive into that, this episode is brought to you by Business Marketing Engine. If you want to up and scale your business, please visit businessmarketingengine.com. Now let's get the show started. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Jethro. Good morning, everyone. Glad you were able to tune in today and hope that your your week is already off to an amazing start. Um, or whenever you do get to catch this, I hope you're having an amazing day. And what I wanted to talk about today was how to qualify prospects quickly um, during your first sales conversation. Because I know I know for me over the years, um, having I've been selling for like 25 plus years at this point, um, selling things to people. And I know um, for me, one of the things that I don't enjoy or I, or I didn't enjoy in the past was spending a bunch of time talking to a prospect and then putting together a proposal, having multiple meetings, and then finding out at the end that they weren't a good fit for me, they couldn't afford me, um, and that they were just not, they were not uh, kind of in this in the season where I could serve and help them. And so one of the things, um, I'm going to share just a handful of things that I do on the majority of all first kind of discovery calls where I'm having a first call with the prospect. And these will allow you to move quickly through that conversation and determine, you know, very efficiently, is this is this person a good fit for me um, and to work with our company or are they not at the stage yet where I can work with them? Again, it's, it's really honestly, in, in my experience and opinion, uh, it's kindest and most professional to find, up, find out upfront if you're if that person is ready to work with you because if not then you're wasting their time you're wasting your time and that is uh wasting time is one of the only sins i think that exists in the world um in my opinion but anyway um so as i started the conversation um always obviously start out you know uh and be warm and friendly you know get to know them i i always there's typical things you can start in the beginning um and say like you know tell me a little bit about your business or you know, tell me about a little bit who you are. It's always good, obviously, to open up and warm up the conversation and get to know them. And I typically just spend a couple minutes there, not not a ton of time, because there will be more relationship building farther, you know, farther down the road in the process. Um, and again, like I said, ideally, you both got on that that video call or that phone call, or you, you're meeting in person to determine is this going to be something where you can help them solve problems that they have and reach their goals, and are they a good fit to work with you? So don't uh, early on in my experience, I don't recommend spending a ton of time just getting to know them because again, that will, that will happen as it, as you progress. So it's okay to be efficient and direct because otherwise you could spend a ton of time and waste their time. And again, that's not, that's not a good fit. So, or not a good path typically. So um, once you've, once you've, you know, said your hellos, gotten to know them, asked them a little bit about themselves, um, these are the questions that I like to get into early into the conversation so I can determine again where they're at in their business um, and if I can help them. And, and this, this approach is especially effective for service-based companies um, where you're selling a service to them. Uh, it, does, it does apply, honestly, in some senses across the board. I've used this in multiple industries, multiple sales conversations and different verticals of products or services or, or other things. Um, but again, this is kind of, it definitely applies well in the service based space. So 
the first thing um, that I will typically ask is say, so how many how many customers bought from you? When I'm talking to my prospect, I would say, you know, how many customers have, have purchased from you in the last 12 months? Um, and there's a couple, there's, there's multiple kind of logical pieces to how I'll put this together. Um, but the first thing that I start to pay attention to after I ask this question and the other two questions I'll share is, do they know their numbers? Do they know how many people they've served? Because if they're clear and confident in their answer, like, yep, so far this year, you know, we have, we've served this many people, or we have this many active clients. If they can give you an answer like that, they know their numbers and a business owner, or, you know, prospect that knows their numbers is a lot easier to work with than somebody that, that doesn't know their numbers. And also I don't believe that it's very easy or, um, generally speaking, I don't find a lot of people that have scaled a massive business who don't know their numbers. So it speaks to the maturity of, of who you're speaking to from a business perspective, their business maturity. So how many customers um, have you sold to in the past 12 months? Second question that I ask is what's your what was the average sale across those? Um, and again, that tells me if they know their numbers and also it tells me essentially how much revenue they're doing. So if somebody says, well, you know, I've done, I have 10 customers in the last 12 months and we've sold them a hundred thousand dollars, you know, projects each and, you know, cool. This, this prospects of, that I'm speaking to has a million dollar a year business. Um, you can do, you can do that math quickly. You can jot it down. You can throw in a calculator and check. Um, and that tells you like, what size is this business? Are they somebody that's a good fit for me? Because typically an easy way to to kind of set some parameters around who you're going to be able to work with is somebody that's at a certain stage of business because then they'll have the problems that you solve. So how many customers bought from you in the past 12 months is question number one. Question number two is what was the average sale? So again, you can see kind of what, what they're selling. And again, you can see how confident and readily they know their numbers. Um, and then three, what is your profit margin on those types of projects? And that also will tell you like if they say, oh, like, yeah, we have a 40% profit margin or we it's 3% or it's 8%. Like if they know their numbers, that's good. If they don't know their numbers, that means that they may not even know what they may not even know what questions to ask or they may not even know, they may not know if they can work with you, to be honest. Um, but you can help them flush that out depending on where they're at. And a really profitable company, you know, is somebody that's easy to work with, uh, somebody that's not making any money is going to have a hard time paying you. So just kind of simple, simple kind of things to look at there. So those three questions combined will give you a really quick snapshot of where their business is at. How many customers bought from you in the past 12 months? What was the average sale? And what is your profit margin? As you start to review those things in that conversation, you should have a good sense of where they're at. Now, if your, um, if what you, the service you offer is helping people increase their average sale, then you'll be able to point that out. If the service you offer is something that will help people increase, increase their profit margin, again, you'll be able to go, oh, okay, here's the, you know, great. You don't have high profit margins, but I can help you do that. Um, and how many customers bought from you? If only two or three customers in the, la in the last year have bought from them, then they're still in a very early startup stage. Or if people say, none, I'm just getting this business off the ground, again, then you're going to be able to make a decision from that information and say, cool, the, I, I love working with startups or no, I, I my products and services are best for people that are established in business. So those are the three primary questions. There's two other things that I watch for. Um, one is 
if the person continually talks about the past and what they did in the past and problems or accomplishments or anything in, in their conversation when um, when you bring things up or when you ask them about themselves, if their conversation continues to drift back to, well, you know, 10 years ago I did this or a couple of years ago we were in this place and good or bad stories, then they are typically people, and it's just my experience, um, in my experience, they're typically people that are stuck in the past and are not going to be fast movers into the future. You're going to have to coach and educate and get rid of some of that baggage. And there's going to be a lot more going on in that situation than just providing your service. If there's somebody that is focused on the future, like next year, we want to accomplish this much. We need this many leads to do so. We need these problems solved or here's the plans going forward when they're future focused, they're already in momentum typically, and they already know what they want to accomplish. And so they're going to be a lot easier to work with and guide because they've got a vision, they've got goals, and they know where they're going. And they're not people that typically latch onto or attach to the past. And again, those are just things that I've kind of experienced and, and witnessed. But again, it's worth noting, like, how are they sharing information and their stories and who they are and what their company about? Are they talking future paced of here's where we're going? Here's the goals we have? Or are they talking about accomplishments in the past or problems in the past? And I wish I would have known to identify that kind of language pattern um, even a few years ago. It's not something I really paid attention to in the last, until the last couple of years or even the last year more heavily, because when you identify that type of pattern, you're able to very quickly tell what your relationship is going to be like with that prospect. If they're future paced, then typically they're willing to overcome mistakes or they understand learning curves or they're, they're going to move forward regardless. If they're historically just talking about stories in the past and things that happen, then they're going to often, again, you're, like I said, you're going to have to educate them through things or challenge some beliefs or get them out of the past and get them, you know, facing and focusing forward. So those are things that are worth um, exploring in my experience. So all of that to say, those are things that have been really effective for me personally um, in, you know, qualifying prospects very efficiently in the first you know discovery calls or the first meetings or whenever i connect with them um even you know thanks brent i appreciate that um brent said that's awesome advice about people who talk about the past i totally agree and need to watch that more i wish i would have realized that um long ago so yeah i'm glad <laughs> glad that you you see that as well brent so yeah the uh um i would just say like if you can very efficiently uh, qualify people up front, you really are serving them. I'd rather tell somebody very quickly that they're not a fit for me on the first call in the first meeting. than again, going through these multiple meetings, it's a waste of their time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of company resources. And it's something that, uh, you know, I would just encourage all of you to, to realize. So quick recap, and then we'll close up question. Number one, how many customers bought from you in the past 12 months? Um, question number two, what was the average sale? You can tell their gross revenue from that. Even if they're not perfectly nailed down on the, the numbers there, you'll get a sense. And then the number three is what is your profit margin on that or what's your typical profit margin? And then again, if they're talking about the past, they're typically anchored and stuck there. If they're talking about the future, they're in momentum and you'll be able to uh, move them forward. So hope that's useful. I uh, hope everyone has an amazing rest of your day and I'll turn it back to you, Jethro. Thank you, Gabe. And that's it for now on the Engine Builder Show. Thank you for tuning in and being with us on our daily show. We hope you learned something today. Again, we really appreciate it if you hit that like, follow, subscribe, and hit the bell as well so you'll be notified when we go live. 
For unique business marketing solutions, head over to businessmarketingengine.com. Again, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you again tomorrow.